Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number three, it is Chad and Zay on this Friday. We hope you are getting better and better news on branches and limbs and power and things. We started the show today with our internet capabilities back here in the building, the hardwired version that can get you the streaming. So we had the app back on today, the Horn Austin and uh, at the Horn Austin in your app store. So if you're able to stream at hornfm.com, that's back. If you're able to go on the app, that's back. We're back to full power today in terms of the signals, uh, in terms of 104.9 and the other signals hopefully coming back online shortly. The power has come back on in our building over here in Westlake. We're in 360, excuse me, in the Lost Creek area. So if you're in that area, hopefully you're about to get power back if you haven't already. And we hope a lot of you are having that story going on. I'm Chad Hastings, Isaiah Collier alongside, and uh, a lot of different things to get into today. Uh, A couple things uh, we can actually get into with our next guest. And uh, every Friday we try to catch uh, check in with him. Uh, Always a good thing to do, especially today with this one particular story. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. He is Jeff Ketchum of orangebloods.com. Ketch, how we doing? You're no longer an Austinite, so all this mess I'm hoping did not affect you. Is that true? Let me correct you. I will always be in Austin, even if I'm not currently living in Austin. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I I will fight someone over that. Okay. Uh, I have only moved so that my wife can be closer to her family. My soul will forever reside in Austin, and I will always get back as soon as I can. Uh, I also, I want to just show some compassion to the people out there that lost trees. Because a couple of years ago, when the big storm hit, and I lost a couple of trees for the same reasons, right? The ice gets to be too heavy. It makes the limb snap. The next thing you know, half your tree is missing. And then someone comes by and tells you, all oh, your tree is dead. you got to cut the damn thing down. My trees that I had cut down were like, I planted them. Mm-hmm. So I never realized what attachment I had to the trees in my yard until I lost them. And then it really felt like, at the very least, I had lost pets. So for everybody driving around today, not fully understanding the disappointment and like sadness that they felt over the loss of trees, I'm with you. I understand you. I'm listening to you. Feel free to send me your sad messages because I will, I will offer compassion. There you go. Yeah, we're seeing way too many of those sad pictures of branches down and everything. So we hope everybody is uh, is dealing with that. It is it is tough. It is crazy. Um, catch. There's a couple. Wait till the summer when it's 140 outside and yeah. like suddenly your oaks aren't protecting yeah. you from the sunlight. 
then you'll realize just how much you miss them trees. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of suck when there's 363 days where you love the shade and the trees, and then there's like two <laughs> days every once in a while where yeah. they're, they're going to come get you and fall on you. Uh, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, there's a few different things that, uh, that we could, where we could go here, Jeff, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the, uh, the whole Texas OU SEC thing today. Pete Thamel kind of dropped an update from his perspective, which is just kind of back to square one. They're, they're having arguments and arguments, negotiations that they can't figure out. Um, what's the latest that you've heard on this thing? I've been waiting for something concrete to really make me think 24 is a possibility, but it just hadn't happened yet. There's a part of me that thinks that today's uh, national reporting on this means that Texas and OU to the SEC in 2024 is actually closer than the actual message is indicating. It kind of reminds me of free agency and two things, free agency and when teams are trying to make a trade. Usually right before the trade or the signing goes down, you'll hear the two teams aren't talking anymore and like it doesn't look like a trade's going to happen. Or you'll hear so-and-so free agent. Remember Aaron Judge? Oh, he's going to set up a he's going to set up meetings with like five different teams, and it doesn't look like he's going to go back to the Yankees. And then right about the moment where it's like the Giants and Aaron Judge are having a conversation, boom! Yankees, Judge, a bazillion dollars, a bazillion years, done deal. I think that's where we are. I think we're actually closer than people realize. Okay, and I think it's like when a team doesn't want to make a trade because they don't want to include that single A pitcher, they oh, just can't give up that guy. I think this is about TV games, and I don't know the number. Um, I think Pete Thamel earlier today mentioned that this is about seven games that would involve Texas and OU in the 2024 season that they would be losing. Some sort of concession on that has to be made. I understand Fox wants to be treated like they haven't been gypped in this. So I, I think that we're closer. It wouldn't surprise me if in a week we heard that this thing was a done deal. It also, I, this is where I think we are, though. I think there's an unofficial deadline that's in this, the ballpark of this, this month. And I think if we get to March and this thing hasn't gotten done, then maybe it doesn't get done. You know, Anwar and I were talking about this on a, a YouTube show that we were doing earlier today. And for all of you that haven't done that, become a free member over at the Orange Bloods YouTube channel. Uh, there's an 18-month heads up that has to be given. You do an 18 months from today forward. It's like July 3rd, 2024. It's right about the heads up notice mm. that Texas and OU are contractually supposed to give. So I just think we're close to when this thing's supposed to get done. It's not done, but I think this is saber-rattling to a certain extent. It doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm in the I don't know stage, but my instincts tell me that we're closer than you think. Today's headlines are about forcing pressure. Ask yourself who, who it benefits to have this come out today, and I would offer it to the Big 12. And I think this is probably about trying to get Texas and know you to, to give in a little bit in this gigantic game of uh, – you know, like a stare-off. And you know how when people are having that stare-off, sometimes people start clapping and they're trying to do that thing where they distract the other person? <laughs> right. That's where I think we are. I think this is the Big 12 
clapping hands and trying to get Texas know you to blink a little bit. Uh, I would tell Texas fans don't freak out over this. And I would also say, look, if the worst thing that happens is that Texas know you play in the Big 12 in 2024 and don't get to the SEC until 2025, I can make a case where that's not the worst thing that has ever happened to University of Texas athletics. So I think, honestly, it's a win-win. You can talk yourself into from a spin master side of things that it could be a blessing both ways. Okay. Oh, I feel, yeah, that, I, that's, I feel good about that, Jeff. I feel a little better. I'm glad Zay does. Maybe other Longhorn fans do, too. All right, Zay, go ahead. All right, Jeff, you saw the schedule come out this week, the 2023 football schedule. Texas has six, then a bye, and that last one on the six is OU. And then they got to go to Houston, and they got BYU coming to town. Anything on this schedule that's interesting to you or anything that you like or dislike? I think it's a very doable schedule. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot that Texas could look at to be upset about. Uh, you know, and I think there was a feeling that, oh, God, the Big 12 is going to give it the, the Texas the, the high heater on this one and that, um, you know, it's going to be an awful – it's not. It's very doable. I think a few things. I think that the games in Waco and Houston – uh, and TCU are scary games for the Grant Pass goodbye game type of reasoning. Um, you feel like Texas, if you're a conspiracy guy, you feel like Texas is going to get screwed in one of these games somehow. Not the least of which because Big 12 officiating is just terrible in general. So, like, why wouldn't uh, a game, <laughs> the outcome of the game, change because Big 12 officials are terrible? But. Chad and I have been around for a long time. Like we, we remember when the Southwest Conference broke up, and we remember some of the the thing. And I, look, I was in Waco the day that Grant Taft had his goodbye game against Texas, and they were measuring balls four four yards short of where like the man was tackled. Like it took some incredibly deceitful things to occur in order. For, and I was rooting for Baylor that day. This was when I was still a big Baylor fan. Um, so, yeah, those games scare me. I think this season gets defined by what happens in Iowa State and TCU. You know, you look at the schedule, you can you start looking at them in small chunks. You know, like, okay, to start the season two and one. Assuming you think you're still better than Oklahoma, you feel good that maybe at worst you're five and one right there. Start looking at the home stretch. You could talk yourself into, oh, my God, we could be in the playoff discussion, which, for the record, I think is insane. Like, let's, <laughs> let's see Texas win nine games and then go from there. I'm a big step guy. I don't like skipping steps. But I think Texas fans will look at their schedule and they'll be like, okay, we could be 8-1 and one after nine games. If you believe that, then I think you go on the road in those two games before you close out against Tech and your season is either made or lost by what happens in those two road games where – you know, Texas finishes the season strong on the road. Give them credit. They win their last two. And they win in Manhattan in a game that I don't think uh, a lot of people would have thought that Texas would have lost that game because they've been really wretched on the road. Well, I can't completely give Texas the benefit of the doubt that it will just wipe out the road schedule clean. They kind of still have some more proving to do. But if they get to TCU and Iowa State and they're either – 
in the mix for a conference championship game bid or something better than how they handle those two road games right before Texas Tech in mid to late November will define ultimately how the season is remembered. Um, and I think if you're Texas, you'll take that, right? Like, what, what big boy team in the country wouldn't say, hey, at the beginning of the season, if you could just get through a rebuilding TCU and a whatever the hell Iowa State is in November, the pathway to your dreams becoming true, uh, open up, everybody in the country. Hey, hey, Chad, would you take that? Uh, I tell you right now, the Aggies got to go through Fort Worth and Iowa State, but if they successfully climb those two huge mountaintops, like, they're playing in the SEC championship game. Yep, you take that. Yeah. Every day of the so week. I think it's a very doable schedule. Uh, I think if you lay it out verbally and talk, just talk it out, you couldn't ask for more. I mean, it's not like we're talking about even playing Oklahoma State and TCU in back-to-back weeks. They'll play two pretty good teams, coached by two pretty good coaches, and if you could just find the whatever it takes to win those games – I think there's a very good chance that Texas is playing in the Big 12 championship game. Gotcha. Jeff, the Horns basketball team has two tough ones coming up tomorrow and on Monday. What's your what's your record, or what do you think their record's going to be coming in Tuesday morning? I don't know that it matters, honestly. Um, it's weird. I know Texas is – at the very top of the Big 12 standings, I don't know over the back half of those final nine games or so that I expect Texas to finish number one. And then I also realize that nothing that, like, it doesn't even matter. Games that are played October, November through the beginning of March do not matter. This season, one way or the other, will be remembered for whatever happens in the tournament. Texas is going to finish this season almost certainly, I think, as a top-four-level seed. So if they lose some games along the way to some really tough competition because the Big 12 is just a monstrous grind, um, if they win them all, it doesn't mean that the season is a huge success if they go out in the round of 32. Uh, if they lose half of their remaining games but then end up in the Sweet 16, Yahtzee, baby. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I think – you play these games, you try to win as many of them as you can, but there's no real reason to get too high or low off of any of these games before we get to the tournament. Uh, nothing matters other than the tournament. And the fact that Shaka Smart won a Big 12 tournament before a tournament, but then didn't make it to the Sweet 16, everything else was rendered moot, I, it's just a realism. So what do I think happens? I think they could go one and one a really solid team. Here's what I'm worried about with this team. Since Beard went out, I feel like the defense is, is lost at a notch. And when you see what Texas has done against, and this not against every team because they were able to solve this against Baylor, but against 80% of the games of teams with pulses, teams have been scoring like 80 points against this Texas defense. I don't even want to mention the game against Kansas State, right, where – they still score. They're still scoring points in that game. Yeah. Um, the problem with Texas is if they give up eighty, they have to score eighty. And this is a team that, if Marcus Carr is not scoring twenty-five in that game, until Hunter comes back, and he look, 
I think he's scored in double digits in four of the last 14 games. But I think two of those four have occurred in the last couple of weeks. They get him hot and get him back to where he looked like he was at the beginning of the season. That makes you feel pretty good about the ability to start to match teams in points. It really gets difficult, though, for Texas when they're asked to score 80 plus or more. Uh, and it's, it's happened more regularly since Chris Beard was no longer coaching the team. So as they go further on into the season, I think 80 is the number to keep an eye on. If they can keep teams below 80, and look, the closer to 70 and below, the better. But, it, you know, it's like in any like movie or anything, when you get into the red area, like that's when you get scared. For me with this Texas team, the defense, that red area around 80, when they're in a game and it looks like they're about to give up 80, they don't do real well. Uh, rocket science, right? When they don't, they perform much better. And I think that would be the thing to keep an eye on over the course of these next two games. Did what we see against Baylor, was that a bit of a mirage? Was that a one-off? Or is this team actually starting to refine itself again on the defensive side of the ball, which quite frankly is what would have made us think back in November and December that it had Final Four upside, was on any given night, Texas can be hell on wheels to have to play against in basketball because of how hard they play and how well they play on defense. They just haven't really been that team. Even if they're still winning games, they haven't been a lockdown team on that side of the ball. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's the thing that I've been watching week in and week out, game in and game out, for really the last few weeks, probably since that Kansas State game. Texas at K-State, and then Monday night, of course, at Kansas. That's Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Ketch on Twitter, in case you have uh, not started following him on Twitter. What the heck are you Try doing? Try not to if give up 116 this week, Chad. Yeah, don't, don't give up 116. <laughs> that is going to be a good plan. I like that starting speech. for. I think that will work for the, for the team. Ketch, we appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Rest in peace to all the trees out there that yeah. – it fell hard this week. Ice is a mother. No doubt. Uh, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks Catch. Yeah, Jeff Ketchum, uh, there's a little little sympathy coming from him on that. A lot of people are in that world now. we got trees that are 50, 100, couple hundred, multiple hundreds of years old in this area that, uh, that may not be surviving after this week. Crazy stuff. Remember, Texas and Kansas State tomorrow at 3, 2.30 pregame for you right here on the Horn. And we hope over on our sister station, Coke FM, as things start to come on. We do have power back in the building, so hopefully we're going to be able to talk about those signals coming back as well, and we'll be able to get it on Horn and Coke like they are. We know we got uh, those apps fired up for you, so if you're listening on the Horn app or Coke app, however you listen to men's basketball, you uh, you should be able to do that tomorrow afternoon. Coming up next, why today matters? Well, it's February 3rd. There's a sad way to describe today, but we're choosing the happy one. It's Zay's birthday today, and I've got a special story I want to hear him discuss on his birthday, because he's the biggest basketball basketball expert I know. I want him to tell me how the hell this happened at a basketball game next on the horn
I think a lot of people are having that thought today. Trying to find a drink, trying to find a smoke, trying to find something. <laughs> trying to find something to calm down after a crazy week. All right, Zay, do I have any shot here? Um, I said this guy's name earlier on who you look like. Ah, okay. You said I look like, um, um, is it, um, no, I was about to say Neymar. That's the soccer player. What? Not Neymar. Not uh, Neymar. Uh, um, oh my God. Yo, Cameron. Cameron. There we go. That's right. This is Cameron. Hey, Ma. Currently, this is Joel Santana, which is a part of Cameron's group. Dipset, along with Jim Jones and other members, but yeah, this is Cameron. But Jeff Howe requested this, by nice. the way. Thank you, Jeff Howe. We appreciate that. Uh, I also missed the beat to start the hour. I didn't ask you what it was. What was oh, that? that was Black Rob. Black Rob. Like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, R.I.P. Black Rob. Wait, did you just say like, whoa? Like, whoa. That's the name of it? Or? Yeah. Okay. Like, whoa. So he would say like a bar, you said... I got a bad girl in Bronx. She was, whoa. And I mean, going with the dollar. Ah, I mean, whoa. whoa. In fried okay. chicken with some rice. I mean, whoa. It was real good. You, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. Yeah, that's how I went the whole time. Really that's, catchy song. That's what I thought because when it came, when that came out of your mouth, it did not sound like something you would naturally say. No. You don't seem like a, it was like, whoa, kind of guy. No, I'm a like, man. <laughs> Which, go. that's Big Mo, and that's like the Houston version of, like, whoa. Okay. You don't know nothing about that. We'll get to that later. We'll get there. Y'all we'll know what there. I'm talking about. That's like advanced level yeah, stuff Yeah, that's right advanced there. level hip-hop right yeah. there. Black Rob, the beat to start the hour. That's Cameron. We had Rush earlier. We had Frankie and the Knockouts, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, and Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. And if you hear that mix, that tells you that Zay's got the power back to play whatever music he wants. We love that. That means our internet is back up. The streaming is back up. The power is now back in the building and hopefully we will get all the signals back and up to full power as soon as possible but thank you for hanging with us on the horn these last couple days i know a lot of people have told us that they were working too and they were glad we were there and taking their mind off of things so we're glad to be able to do it uh today is a very special day for us on this 2-3-23 let's get to why today matters why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. First off, Why Today Matters, for all you numerologists out there, these days don't just happen every year, 2-3-23. It's kind of unique, right? 2-3 and then the year is 23. That doesn't happen. I guess it's one of those every year. Gotta, yeah, got to be on the lookout for. Yeah, them. ESPN, they're doing a little some special for Michael Jordan because it's Michael Jordan Day. So there you go. You have a little bit of that. I mean, ironic that we're doing that right when LeBron's about to pass Kareem. That's real ironic there. But whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. the same Michael Jordan when the Cavs won that of uh, uh, LeBron's third title. He said, "Oh, the Cavs won. You know what? I'm gonna release my uh, 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 last dance tapes." For the world to see. That's total coincidence. I don't yeah. know what you're All talking right, Mike, about. All right, Mike. Insecure-ass gambler. Hey, this one we cannot blame on Mike. It's the day itself. This is just it's very true. The calendar runs that way. Very true. Right? But yeah. Michael Jordan is very insecure. Yeah, no, that's Okay. Fair. Next year, it will. I love Mike. Was named after him. 
But he's a little insecure. Oh, well, that's fair. Next year, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, it'll be 2-4-24. But today, it is 2-3, and it is the birthday of Isaiah Collier. Happy, let's just reverse those numbers. Happy 32. Happy Magic Johnson. Yeah. OJ before the Bronco. Uh, who else is a good 32? Um, Shaquille O'Neal, Orlando Magic, Miami Heat. Good call. Uh, Um, Who else is a good 32? Oh, uh, wasn't Franco Harris a 32? That sounds right, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, Back in the day, shout out to all the good 32. So how are we feeling at 32? Feeling good. Feeling good. Definitely feeling 32 when I climb four flights of stairs. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Definitely feeling 32, but it's good. I'm blessed to be and see this age. Tried at 48 with a backpack on. (laughs) That's That's not fun. That is not fun at all. And shout out once again, this was your father-in-law that yes, sent the cookies? my man Kevin. Absolutely. Let me tell you something, my man Kevin, if you're out there, I know you're a big sports fan, I know you're a big fan of Zay, but I want to thank you because Zay allowed me to have two cookies and a, and a little bottle of milk that yeah, came with it. Yeah, the milk too? <laughs> I went snickerdoodle, oatmeal, raisin, and the milk, and it was gone quick. Quick. I feel you. Uh, you know what? Since we're here talking about Kevin, he would want me to tell you this because he knows how big of a tennis star you are. And, yeah, Kevin's a fan of me. But, okay. you know, I, I think he loves me more that we're partners now working together. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's great. You might want to get that looked at. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, my brothers-in-laws are doctors, and they still can't touch me right now just because <laughs> of you, Chad Hastings. So thank you. Um, but Kevin, he's going back to South Carolina where he played a little tennis with – Stan Smith. Oh, that's right. You showed me the picture. That's right. Of him and Stan. Yeah, he brought Stan Smith's shoes and everything. Like, real fly. Kevin's real fly out there. So he's going back to see my brother and sister-in-law because they live in South Carolina. And he's hoping to meet up with Stan again. And he's like, sorry, Kevin. I know you told me a lot to tell Chad. He said he's bringing, like, this wooden racket that only came out in the 80s. Come on. He's going to go play with it? Yeah, I guess. I See, like, that, it's just a racket, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to big it up. Like, I know what he's talking about, dude. If he gets out there and gets to play with Stan Smith again, and then they both like pull out the old school wood rackets with the cat gut strings and just start pounding, come on, that'd be awesome. Yeah, he was like, it's a Wilson three thousand. I'm like, okay, oh, one of those first metal. Yeah, ones, one maybe? of the first like OG ones in the '80s. They don't make them at all anymore. Oh yeah, no, they definitely don't. Yeah, they're not making that stuff anymore. Good on you, Kevin. Go get you go show Stan Smith. You still got it. You go show Stan Smith what you got. Uh, so Zay's birthday is today. We're celebrating that. If you are a music snob like me and Zay, there is a sad note on February third. Today's the day the music died. So today's the day of the famous crash that took Buddy Holly, took the Big Bopper, and took Richie Valens. Uh-oh. That happened February 3rd of 1959. So just want to give a quick little salute there. Uh, but now, for me, February 3rd is just always going to be your yeah, birthday. Yeah. We'll just go positive side. Yeah, let's make it that. Way yeah. more positive. We're going with that. Uh, we also have a couple of big-time uh, quarterbacks with birthdays as we lead up to the Super Bowl. One of these guys never won a Super Bowl. One of these guys won two in a row. Fran Tarkenton is 83 today. He lost two of them. Now, the Vikings have lost four, I believe. Did Fran lose them all? I'm not sure if he did. If Craig Way's listening out there, he'll let me know. Fran lost at least a couple of those. You know the old school on Fran Tarkenton? No, long time ago. Went to Georgia. Huh. Yeah, Fran's a Georgia guy. Uh, Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Bob Greasy. 
Okay, Bob. That old school is Purdue, by the way. And he won back-to-back, including the perfect team, Bob Greasy. And he missed games that season, right? He, I think I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. I think so. During the, look at you knowing little details. I think so. I like that. I like that. I'm not sure. Like right now, Craig Way may be texting us the entire season. <laughs> you know he knows. Also, yeah, real. also, let's give this birthday boy some credit, Zay, because they made fun of him, and then he went to the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge yesterday, and he showed off an arm. Tyler Huntley is 25 today. The old school for Tyler Huntley. Ooh, wow. Ooh is the correct sound because it begins with a U. Begins with a U. Uh huh. Utah. There you go. Utah is correct, but uh, he did very well. Derek Carr is the one that closed the door for the AFC, but Tyler Huntley showed up and was hitting targets. Boys, Yo, he hit the drone pad. He was not. He hit a four. Yeah. He did a solid job. Now we didn't talk about the quick slant post route moving thing. I was going like three five. Like the fastest thing ever that the guy that no one hit. Yeah, that cage. I think Derek Carr might have hit it. That cage with the yeah, four. Yeah, the cage on it. one. Oof. Like, wow. Can we make this a little regulation? I think they I think they made that. They were like, okay, what if Willis McGahee or Roger Craig in his prime just ran way too fast? Yeah. And didn't care if the quarterback knew he was there. I mean, that thing was moving. It was moving. I was impressed. I like it though. I like that they were hitting that. The, Yo, they need to do more of the precision passing. Uh, maybe do more rounds of it. That was that was really interesting. CB, I think it was Cedric Benson's birthday. Cedric Benson wore thirty-two. Oh, he wore thirty-two. He's saying okay. he's a thirty-two. There it is. Good call okay. there, CB. Forgot about uh, forgot about that the, makes the late great Cedric Benson on a thirty-two. Yes, Zay turns thirty-two today, so we want to give him his love. Uh, what else did I have on birthday stuff today? Those cookies were so. Good. I'm just going to give Tiff's Treats another mention. That was fantastic. Yeah, I better uh, sneak out of here before hard season because yeah, they might better. be gone. Oh, my God. Uh, Lawrence Taylor uh, going to turn 64 tomorrow. You know the old school on Lawrence Taylor, right? Somebody, North Carolina? Very good. Very good. Uh, also, uh, civil rights pioneer, uh, the legend of Rosa Parks would have been 110 tomorrow. She died in 05, so shout out to Rosa Parks as well as we go into the weekend. It's also National Bubblegum Day. Chew them if you got them. Carrot cake today. And how about tomorrow, Zay? Ice cream for breakfast. Were you ever an ice cream for breakfast kid? No. Would CeCe Collier have ever allowed or your mother ever allowed you to have ice cream? Hell no. At like 8 in the morning? Hell no. Mine either. Not even close. Dude, I'd have been grounded, punished. I only took one spanking from my mom my whole life, but that would have been number two, I bet, if I tried that. If I was up, just had some vanilla ice cream, just tearing it up Yo, at 7 a.m. CC isn't a sweet tooth guy. Don't mess with his homemade vanilla bluebell. Is that it? Don't mess with that. I'm with him there. Don't mess with that. We would always get two separate ice creams. He would have his, and moms would get me and my brother ours. But Does he go straight up? Yeah. Doesn't add anything? Doesn't add anything. He always would say the more golden it is, the better it is. I never understood. I'm like, yo, you're you're really showing your Richmond Rosenberg side there, Pops. Like, that is seriously country. You know what? Leave CeCe alone. CeCe, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. about, too, but. I, I am a vanilla ice cream snob from way back, and there is nothing better than Bluebell homemade vanilla in, a certain, in certain times, certain circumstances. That's the only thing you need. Creamy Creations 1905. It's a good one. Underrated. Yeah, it's a good one. It's underrated. If you ain't trying to spend that $8 that Bluebell has become, I'd go with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, also. Especially with some a la mo, if I have some apple pie on the side or, you know, brownie or something. 
we have not discussed the crazy discovery I had at Amy's Ice Cream last time I was there. Get ready. Mexican vanilla. You've had that at Amy's Ice Cream? go to. Mexican vanilla with fruity pebbles. Okay. Dude, Ah. they sprinkled, they, they, they crushed the fruity pebbles inside the vanilla. Then, once they got it all rounded off at the top, took it upside down and just went bloop, 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 and then handed it to me. It was fantastic. Wow. I had no, I didn't even know it was possible. And I looked down and I see it and I went, wait a second, are those fruity pebbles? It was incredible. So you're going to love this. Blue Pebble literally just released like a fruity pebbles cereal ice cream. Oh, like stop yesterday. It. Are you serious? I swear. I swear. Really? I swear and I we, just saw that. And we just talked cereal and yesterday. We just talked cereal yesterday. We spoke it into existence. That is fantastic. This is nuts. There's a fruit. Dude, I got to go grab a couple things. Now, I don't think Post sold the rights here, to Blue Bell, so it's called something else. It's called like cereal lover or something, something like that. But, but it is Fruit. It's Blue Bell. But it's Blue Bell. Ooh. And it's, you could. Clearly tell they're oh, trying to get a little okay. Fruity Pebbles mixture there. Right, well, that goes on the old list then, doesn't it? Today is February 3rd. That's why it matters to us. If you want ice cream for breakfast, that's part of February 4th tomorrow. Everybody have a great weekend. We hope you're getting your power back and things back to normal and branches cut and off of things um, as we come out of this weirdness this year, uh, this year, this week with the, uh, with the weather. Up next, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, we'll tell you about a special version of of uh, one of our spe- uh, shows that goes to a special night tonight. Plus, we'll get you set for men's and women's basketball, both in the state of Kansas tomorrow. Don't move. It's the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Let's take them back. Uh huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mama kissing a girl. Confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live to us. Did I sell for a full fingering? One of them go ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin. Just about done on a Friday. Things are kind of getting back to normal for us. We hope it's the same for you. I feel like I should know this. Yeah, you should know this voice. The uh, man, what popped in my head when he first came on was Fifty Cent. But there you I, go. It is him. Okay. There you go. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Is this on that first record? Uh, no, this was on the Games album, documentary. Okay. So this is the Game and 50 Cent. The Game and 50 Cent. Okay. Yeah, when Game was briefly in G-Unit. We need to have, since you know I'm a fight fan, we need to have this discussion sometime. If you're going to go Mount Rushmore of rappers who are both talented and could whip you down, who's on the list? Is 50 Cent on the list? Because he, when he was in his prime, he was impressive looking. Yeah. But in terms of how you think they would actually fight, fight plus the rapping game, who's on your Mount Rushmore? 
Ooh. If you want to think on that, we can come back to it. Yeah, we might have to come back to that. There's 50. My, I know you're I, you're a snob like me. You need time to think about it. I know. So just think about it. I want the best of both worlds. I want a rapper you respect, somebody that you think absolutely has game there, but if you had to go into the alley and you knew there was trouble in the alley, you want him to go with you. I want both of those things. Like DMX is no longer with us anymore, but he's one of them. Oh, yeah, we'll go all time. You can bring, make, make okay. DMX one of those guys if you want. You think DMX can handle himself? Yes. And obviously could handle himself with <laughs> yeah. the mic. Yeah. There you go. That's what I want. Yeah, DMX is definitely on that Mount Rushmore. That is what I Once want. Once he starts barking, oh, yeah, you're done. That's a great, uh, that was a great song there. Both, that, both, of that, both sides of that were very, very good. Uh, I've listened to, is he, is that first record, the, is that Get Rich or Die Trying? Is that what, what it's 50? called? 50. Yeah. That's the first record. That's the first record. That's a great album. Oh, it's a classic. That is a great album. Yeah, yeah. For me, that album coming out in 2003, your boy was in middle school. That was a life-changing album for me. I bet. That's, yeah. yeah, that's one of those albums. I knew I was going to be a 50 fan for the rest of my life. And then for somebody like him, he was someone that was smart enough to know how to get close enough to beef without it getting really dangerous. Mm, like, without it getting to the Tupac Biggie level, Big uh, 50 would do just enough. He's still doing it to this day. He does just enough where you're <laughs> like, man, this is petty, but nothing's going to go anywhere. He did a lowercase D diss track yeah. and not a capital D diss <laughs> oh, track. He has a ton of diss tracks. Is that what you're saying? A ton. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, lots of stuff out there. Let's get you uh, Let's get you stems and seeds. I, didn't, I just realized I didn't talk about this basketball thing with Zay that I wanted to on his birthday. So let's do that. Stems and seeds. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or avconsultations.com. We hit it just for a little bit, Zay, but I want to get more thoughts. So Duke and Florida State play in women's basketball. Kara Lawson says they played the whole first half with a men's ball. So give me your perspective, Zay, from obviously the men's side of it. If I put both those balls in your hand, is it really – let me rephrase that. If I (laughs) – if I hand you a men's basketball and then I hand you a women's basketball, easy to tell the difference? Would it be simple for you to know? Yes, very simple. This is a disgrace for all those girls on the court, especially the point guard. Once you get that ball in your hands, you should know from jump. You should know. You practice every single day with it. You hoop every single day with it. You know easily. I, I'm amazed that both teams – they're having tr- issues shooting, and they don't want to make excuses. I get that. But like you said, right away, you're handing it to team captains. They roll it in their hands, right? We're going to pick basketballs for the game. It happens every game. Yes. Now, they're going to make all of these girls now do a Tim Duncan, like hug the ball and squeeze <laughs> it and just feel every single bit of it so you don't have these issues anymore. This is a disgrace. They're going to throw balls across the room. Hey, catch that. Tell yeah. them it's a man's ball or a woman's ball. Are you serious? I can't believe it. I can't believe this is a real story. It's one of those that once you discover it, if you're Carol Lawson, do you really want everybody to know? And she's making a big deal. This is a disgrace. It's an embarrassment to our sport. It is. And we, you know, and she's like protesting with the conference. The conference and Florida State won't even admit that it happened. And I'm wondering if she should have admitted it happened. That's embarrassing. It's bad. It's really bad. Like, she's a true hooper, too. You know, she might be in the Hall of Fame one day. I... 
Wow. I, I can't believe that. So, Zay, what they're saying here is that the women's ball, for those that don't know, an inch smaller than the men's, and it is typically two ounces lighter. But you're saying if you're a basketball player, either side of the discussion, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Dude, I've been around basketball people, men and women, that'll notice it in half a second. Oh, yeah. They'll throw it and go, oh, hey, by the way, that's a women's ball. Yeah. Or, oh, no, 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 that's a regular ball there. Like, they know. Easy. Like, if I'm coming out here and I'm shooting from half court with ease, huh, maybe this ball's a little lighter than normal. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. Or if I can't shoot a free throw, I'm airballing free throws and stuff. Might want to know. Might want to know what's yeah. going on. All right. Uh, coming up, it is Ball Don't Lie. Back to full power. Rod, Mike, and Patrick, they are here. Uh, 7 o'clock, uh, Soccer Matters, a special edition from earlier in the week when we had Texas basketball. We'll do that again next Friday, by the way. Men's game at 3 tomorrow. Women's game at 4 tomorrow over on 105.3 The Bat. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep it right here. See ya.